Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm your host, Chef Ryan Callahan. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. And the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. That's the idea. That is totally the idea. And in this episode, if I could get it What are we going to talk about in this episode? Why don't you tell me? You know what, Chef Ryan, I'd love to tell you, in this episode, we're gonna take all the information you've been talking about in all your other podcasts and what we've been learning and apply it to metallic tastes and how to combat that. Okay, so you want me to talk about what metallic tastes are maybe and some good techniques to combat them. Yes, what are they and how do we fix it? Okay, (laughs) so first we must identify the problem. Step one to problem solving is what is your problem? Can you tell me what's the problem? The problem here is everything tastes like metal. Right? dramatic right. but you proved your point right. everything tastes like metal right <laughs> not the music but literally everything has what we call a metallic taste so metallic taste is it's basically this weird side effect where when depending on what kind of medications you take and what concentrations of those medications are in your system you get this constant feeling in your mouth of literally the presence of metals even though there actually aren't metals present in your mouth it's just something you perceive it's a weird side effect and side effects are a weird thing right right it's kind of vague because it's hard to define but it's basically the experience of everything that you ingest every time you're sitting around whatever you're doing there's just this consistent and persistent uh feeling of metalness or you know sometimes when you have this metallic taste quote unquote it's that you just can't taste anything, right? And sometimes it's that you just genuinely are tasting things that taste like metal all the time. People have said to us before that sometimes it tastes like they have a penny in their mouth. Right, right. Or like the other way that I've heard it described is like you're licking a nine volt battery all oh. the time. Oh. So um, no part of that's fun and no, no part of metallic tastes make you hungry, right? Because the reward of experiencing the eating, of experiencing eating in general is that you get to taste it, and it tastes good. And you go, ooh, that tastes good, right? And you get all excited. It's a finish line. And you do your little dance, and you move your little happy feet, and you bounce up and down. We're doing a little party dance over here in the podcast. <laughs> Too bad it's not a video podcast, right? I'm going to have so, to start videotaping this. There are three really great ways to combat metallic tastes in your cooking. And they are broken down into three very simple techniques that anybody can use in pretty much any recipe, and they're all variable, and you can use them anytime to basically get rid of those metallic tastes. And even the first one can be used, first and second one can be pretty much used all the time, even just to get rid of it all the time. So first method I advocate for is part of roundness of flavor. It's part of cooking with the five flavors and the proper seasoning order. And that is what we call the sugar and vinegar palate cleansing method, right? You remember okay. from uh, a couple episodes ago where we talked about your sense of taste, right? right and it has right. five flavors, salty, savory, spicy, sour, and sweet. And we talked about proper seasoning order, which is literally the same. Salty, savory, spicy, sour, sweet. Well, those last two flavors, sour and sweet, make up palate cleansing. It's the vinegar sugar method, right? So it's built in. It's built in. So if you're already seasoning in that order, you're already going to be using this palate cleansing technique because you're going to be tasting for the lightness and seeing that the vinegar is getting rid of that weight. Um, Well, so what we can do with this is it's really simple, really easy cooking technique. So let's just say you have a big pot of 
cream soup or chicken and dumplings, whatso have you. Any big one pot meal, pot roast even, right? right? Beef stew. You take one to two tablespoons of red wine vinegar and one to two tablespoons of table sugar, which is just the regular white sugar, and you mix it in there. So it's gotta be proportional. So if you use one thing of red wine vinegar, use one thing of sugar, right? If you use two of vinegar, use two of sugar. This could be any kind of vinegar, really. Red wine vinegar, balsamic vinegar, rice wine vinegar, um, you could even use, you know, apple cider vinegar, strawberry cider vinegar. The only one you don't want to use is the one that comes in the big gallon jugs for 99 cents that you use to clean <laughs> soap scum off of your, uh, off of your, you know, your, your, uh, your bathroom and stuff like that, it right? It does a just, really good job cleaning. Does a great job cleaning. Soap scum from experience it just, here. The flavor Speaking of from. the white vinegar is just not as good as the red wine vinegar. It's just... It's just more pungent. It's got more of that sulfur smell. It's got more of the raw egg smell. So I recommend some of the cooking vinegar. You still want it to taste good. Right. At the end of the day, I mean, if you know, this, what's cooking for chemo about? Making your food taste great again, right? Yes. So that's the idea. So, and that's what you want to use. And you want to use a balance between vinegars and sugars or vinegar and sweetness, right? It could be honey. The sugar could be honey. It could be brown sugar. It could be white sugar. It could be you know, sugar in the raw. It could be agave nectar. It could be Splenda. It yeah, could be equal. Yeah, you had equal. a question about uh, someone said they're diabetic. Yes. So, so if you're diabetic and you can't have sugar, like any sugar at all, because it's that serious, you know, like you got to really monitor it. You can use sugar substitutes to get the same flavor. And I always say this all the time. It's the cooking technique. The theory is correct. You can always substitute what's best for you, though. Right. And that's one of the things I always tell people. So that's the first one. So where we're going to use this is inside of a sauce, inside of a cooked dish, like a one-pot dish. So we're talking like beef stew, soups, anything a stew, anything one-pot, spaghetti, anything that's got a sauce on top of it, that's a great time to use it. Where it's not a great time to use it is, for example, on top of like tacos or sandwiches or hamburgers, anything where you can't hide the sugar and the vinegar inside of it. You have to hide it inside of a sauce or some kind of other coating. Well, that brings us to our next option, which is what I call the citric acid method. And you can remember it as the sour fruit juice method, right? So this method takes advantage of the different types of acids, specifically citric acid, that occurs inside of citrus fruits. It's funny because it's called citric acid and it's in citrus fruits. You also might know it as <laughs> vitamin C, right? <laughs> this citric acid um, is, well, it's acidic and metallic tastes are cleansed with the with the what we call cleansed and removed from your mouth with the presence of acidic flavors, right? So whether that's citric acid, acetyl acid, any kind of other naturally occurring organic acids that occur in nature, right? Like for example, um, lemons, limes, oranges, grapefruits, blood oranges, clementines, mandarins, anything in that citrus category, uh, green apples, pineapples, any other sour fruits, anything that's got a real tart bite to it. You know, like some cherries are really tart. Mm -hmm. And so what you'll find in this fruit juice method or the citric acid method, as I call it, is you'll find that you don't necessarily need to add very much sugar to these to balance that sour flavor because fruit juices like lemon juice naturally have sugar inside of it or orange juice doesn't have as much sour flavor as lemon juice or lime juice and it has a higher concentration of sugar. So it makes it a really easy, 
you know, midway it's point, right? Based on preference. And it too. is based on preference. So you can use any sour fruit juice and you can add this on top of something. For example, like limes on top of, uh, you know, like Mexican street tacos, right? We eat those street tacos yeah. all the time. You got the big, heavy, spicy pork. We put the fresh mm. squeeze of lime on there. And Absolutely. all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden <laughs> it goes to this big, heavy weighted uh, dish that's got a lot of like, you know, flavor and over amounts of flavor inside your mouth and it coats it. But then you add the vinegar to it, not the vinegar, the, the lemon juice to it, and the lemon juice immediately lightens it after each bite, allowing you to have that full flavor in the front, but not the heavy weight and residue on the back end, right. which is what palate cleansing is all about. It's all about using different ingredients to remove the weight at the end of the bite, right? We want that salty, that savory, that spicy flavor in the front to be bold, but on the back end of that flavor, and you'll know what I'm talking about, guys, when you start using these methods, you'll say, oh, it's big and flavorful in the front, and I'm getting all that salty, savory, spicy flavor of fullness, but then you'll notice right away that that back end, that back bite, it's missing. There's no residue in your mouth. The metallic tastes love that residue they love to get all confused and get all get you all messed up and, and get you all discouraged yeah. and so ruin these sour pain. flavors these acids go into your mouth and help remove that metallic taste the third really great method is what we call the fresh herb method and this is where you take chopped fresh herbs and you literally garnish your dishes with them you know and for those who don't know what the word garnish means garnish means you take chopped leaves and you sprinkle it on the top just like sprinkles at the ice cream shop except it's green <laughs> i guess you could have green sprinkles if it's saint patrick's day i well and then the multicolored ones are already mixed in there yeah but so. you know what i mean like just green sprinkles so anyways <laughs> so fresh herbs the great ones to use for this are mint cilantro basil and Italian flat leaf parsley. And the key here though, is that like, if you've been in treatment for a long time, or you're like in really, really strong treatment and chemo doses, you wanna make sure that, that those herbs, they get steamed. So you wanna apply it when it's like super piping hot or stir it into like a spaghetti sauce when it's hot right before you serve it. Cause you want those natural yeasts and those natural bacteria that sit on the leaves to get cooked and killed. Um, because that can cause some problems in your digestional tract and get you a little nauseous as well. And that's one of those things that we're always trying to combat. Yeah, be careful on that. So for example, if you're eating spaghetti and meatballs, right? You can chop up some fresh basil and then you can put it right on top of your dish, right? And so you have your Parmesan, you've got your meatballs, you got your spaghetti sauce, and you've got your spaghetti, right? And then you just sprinkle that basil right on top, and that'll make a really nice pop of flavor. And so same thing with Italian flat leaf parsley, we can put that on top of tacos, we can put that on top of sandwiches, we can put that on top of basically anything. Cilantro, I always say, you can either taste it or you can't. It either tastes like, to me, like fresh lemon with a hint of pepper or like you, Jesse. I Jessie. hate it. It tastes like soap. Yeah, it tastes like dirt. soap or it's dirt. It's so weird. Right, and because you don't have the right nasal receptor to perceive it. I want to like it. I've tried it over and over again, but it just, we just don't get along. No, you just don't. No. It's just funny because I love, breakup. I love cilantro. So cilantro is another great one. You can use that in conjunction with lime. Lime and cilantro are two of the best flavors, just like basil and tomatoes are two of the best mm. flavors now that one i love that one <laughs> <laughs> mint goes together really good with lemons right so those are two palate cleansers you can put together mint and lemon yeah wouldn't that be like orange juice and mint 
No. I mean, have you ever brushed your teeth and then drank orange no, juice? No, no, no. Well, orange juice has a completely different flavor, but mint and lemon is actually complementary to each other. Oh. Which is a weird thing to say. That is weird. That's why I was confused. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I'm just picturing myself brushing my teeth and then drinking orange juice. And well, orange juice out. and lemon juice don't taste the same. <laughs> True. They are different. They're completely different. So anyway, so mint and lemon goes together. Mint goes together with a lot of other flavors. Um, and you can use that as a way to cleanse your palate as well. So um, those are the three best methods to do it. And the best way to do this and handle this is just like I talked about is if you have a big soup or a stew or one pot, something with a sauce in it, even just sauce. So if I was making homemade chicken noodle soup, okay, so which homemade, one would I throw in? Homemade chicken noodle soup, we're going to use probably the Italian flat leaf parsley and a, a touch, because a, it's so light to begin with, maybe a touch of red wine vinegar or rice wine vinegar, just a touch, and that would work to palate cleanse. But you really want, in something that doesn't have a lot of body to it, it doesn't need a lot of palate cleansing. So we're gonna stick to the herbs in this aspect. Okay, what about tomato soup? So tomato soup, we'd use a combination. We'd use red wine vinegar and sugar, okay? Because the red wine vinegar is gonna pair with the tomatoes, and then you're gonna use the sugar to sweeten it, to balance it. It's also gonna make the tomato soup taste better, because a little bit of sugar makes tomatoes amazing. And then we're going to use basil with that combination. Mm. And that basil is going to make, yeah. and not only is it going to palate cleanse, it's also going to increase your quality of eating. You're going to be like, wow, this is Campbell's? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's You you doctor up soups all the time. All the sometimes time. you make them from scratch, and sometimes if we're in a hurry, right. you just crack open a can one and you adjust the flavors I do. like you teach in the previous podcast. And it's possible to do mm -hmm. quickly. And so the citric acids, uh, we're going to use those either on top of pre-cooked things like tacos or shawarma or sandwiches, hot dogs, things like that. Or we're going to add those into conjunction to make like a sauce. So for example, like you can make, you guys, well, you guys, I don't know. I don't know you guys who are listening. I don't know what you eat, but if you've ever been to a Chinese restaurant and you've had orange chicken, right? Mm. It's basically sweet and spicy and it's got that touch of orange. That orange peel lightens the whole dish and makes it just a whole new level. Well, the same thing you could do you can use a glaze an orange glaze on top of turkey or chicken or duck you can use the lemon on top of the lemon is really good on pork and chicken and it's okay on beef but lime really comes alive in conjunction with cilantro chicken pork beef anything like that really works together with those really savory flavors and then you can mix and match. Like you could try the grapefruits or the pineapples. If you really like green apples, you can put green apples into like a chicken salad, which is gonna tend to be a little heavier, mm -hmm. you know, cause you got the mayonnaise, but you could put some fresh green apple slices and a little bit of vinegar in there and maybe a touch of Italian flat leaf parsley. And then you've got this really delicious full bodied chicken Waldorf salad. But then it's still light. But then it's light at the yes. same time. So it's got the extra calories in it because you know every bite counts when we're cooking for chemo because we want to avoid what? Cachexia and starvation. So we always want to go for that one extra bite, but we also want to entice people to keep coming back for more. All right. Uh, let's move on to the audience email of the day. Okay. And it says, Chef Ryan, I'm not on chemo, but my medications still make everything taste metallic. What should I do? Well, when, so metallic tastes like we talked about in the beginning, they're caused by medications, right? Whatever you're taking, whatever combination is causing this effect, okay? 
So what we wanna do is we wanna think about these palette cleansing effects, okay? One of the things you can do is you can, like we talked about, you can use the vinegar and sugar, the citric acid, or the fresh herb method, right? You can use a conjunction of them inside of your cooking. And that's what you're gonna to wanna to do. And another big thing is, is if you find yourself having metallic taste all the time, I would consider sipping on things like lemonade, limeade, you know, like a lemon lime soda, something light, even like a tonic water that's got lemon in it, something, but we want something with calories, so don't be so calorie conscious here. We wanna be, get something in you, you know. One of, a great palate cleanser is actually lemonade. Lemonade is a fantastic palate cleanser. I love me some lemonade. Oh yeah, and then you get a little fresh sweet tea and you get yourself an Arnold Palmer, right? Okay, so I've been adamantly opposed to the, I, I love Chick-fil-A lemonade. Love it, okay, love it. And I've been adamantly opposed to drinking it with the Splenda in there, but I had it with Splenda the other day instead of the regular sugar. So mm -hmm. I basically cut my calories in half because I'm the opposite way, I gotta watch my calories. And it tasted so good with the Splenda in there. It was, so, it was a little extra sour than normal. <laughs> and I was just, I drank that thing in like two minutes. It was so good. So tart, right? So good, I was like, mm. Who are you calling a tart? <laughs> Um, so that is what I would do to address your metallic taste. It's real simple, it's real easy. You just, you know, if you've got them persisting all the time, sip on some lemon-lime beverages. Lemonade is great, mix it with some tea for a little bit of different flavors. You know, maybe you get a, like a sour flavored lollipop to suck on, whatever you wanna do to get rid of it. But we wanna keep that mouth hydrated, we wanna keep it moist, and then on top of that, we wanna use these palate cleansing techniques inside of our cooking to make the perceived weight lower and the residue of the flavors lower and less heavy, and to allow us to go back for that one extra bite. And that would be my recommendation. That's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Remember, you can get all of this information and more on our website, cookingforchemo.org, along with our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan. Thanks for listening.